This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get a whole nother bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen all over again if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level. That ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, the most exclusive sticker club in podcasting. Is I it? I, it's probably the only sticker club in podcasting. Oh, I don't think that's true at all. Well. It all is probably those, the best, though. It's definitely the best. So we'll I say mean, that. The best sticker club in podcasting. Truly, Dan knocks himself out and produces a work of art every month. So you are not... You're paying for some quality. You're paying for some store-bought quality. That's true. That's what I aim for. Store-bought quality. Anyway, patreon.com slash says who. Oh, God, Dan. Uh, so today, as we record, it's Tuesday the 13th, which means that the book is out in two weeks. Yeah. We'll talk about how I am. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. You sound it. Feel it. Yeah. Um, you can pre-order Nine Liars anywhere books are sold. You can submit your receipt if you live in the United States to get a metallic metal axe bookmark. And say you want to give this book as a gift. There is a printable from HarperCollins. I have the link. Uh, I should tell you where to find the link. And um, it will get you a printable that you can give as a gift and then the people will just get the book uh, my like favorite thing about you pre-order gift of a metal axe yeah bookmark yeah is every time you say it i think you're saying a metal ass bookmark and it's like got fucking dragons and fire and like a wizard <laughs> shooting shit out of its hands <laughs> that's what i want it but again an axe is pretty much that so like it's true Metal but ass I, bookmark. Every single time I hear metal ass bookmark, and I'm like, that is awesome. Or it's got it's just, fucking Eddie from the Iron Maiden yeah, oh, album covers on it. Or it's just a metal ass. That could be too. It's just a round, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh. The ass of Colossus from the X Men. Well, they were really, uh, she was being really literal. That's a metal ass bookmark. It's was the, Colossus the metal one? I, I don't know. No, is there I a metal need to one? Know. Magneto? No, Magneto. Uh, yeah, C Colossus was the metal one. There's there's an X-Men that's metal? He's a Russian mutant. He is a member of the X-Men. Colossus is able to transform himself into metallic form. Yeah. So right. he has a metal ass. Good for you, Colossus. Yeah. Good for you. Well, Maureen Johnson's book is coming out very soon also sooner holidays where you might also want to get other books. I would recommend that you get Maureen Johnson's book from the blue stockings bookshop because you can get them signed. And because that bookshop is awesome, but let's say you need to get some other books for people. You can always go to kick Bezos in the balls.org, which is our own little online bookshop where you can get books, kick Bezos in the balls.org. And since you're on the internet buying things, what a novel use for this world-shaking technology, you could also go to merch.saysuppodcast.com where we sell Says Who merchandise. That's all.
Hey, Dan, are you ready? We ready, ready to do this? Okay, I'm ready. L- look at your notes. I'm, I'm, I barely uh, made notes today, but I'm ready. Okay, and the intro is... Um, we forgot that part. Really, uh, really bringing it this week, huh? Uh, yes. That means we're going to have to get weird. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Keep that all in. I want. I want to hear how it was. He just sinks, you guys. Just he knows, and then it's just because he's got so much beard. You just see this little tiny beardy frown in there. You have to look for it. You really have to look in there and look through the forest of beard to see the weedsy weedsy frown. But it's there, and oh, how it feeds the demon of my soul. Gives me a metal ass bookmark. You know what I mean? It's got dragons shooting shit. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I'm Dan Sinker. And this is, wait. Yeah, see? Welcome you messed to, it all up. To Says yeah. Who, the podcast that isn't Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen uh, Johnson. And I am not a podcast. I'm a coping strategy. Okay, there we do. Nailed it. We got there somewhere. Somewhere around there. We got there. How are you, Maureen, Dan? I have a confession to make. All right. I didn't make notes this week. This is very rare, you guys. Usually I, I arrive because... Let's let's not be honest. Dan does the notes, and they are very detailed. Yeah, they're none. This week, there's there. It's blank. I, I I was able to put in at the part at the end of the episode where we say join us next Wednesday. I put the date in, mm. so there's that. Lucky didn't do nothing. Yeah, but uh, otherwise I did not. And uh, it's so part of it is we are recording early because you are in that busy whirlwind pre-book release I am. moment in time. I have podcast interviews this afternoon. Yeah, you do. Is it is it with Says Who podcast? No, that's now. Oh, OK. Because I could probably get some notes together by then. <laughs> if we're doing an interview with you. How are you feeling? Uh, you know what? I feel okay. The other reason why I did not get nudes together is because I have been preoccupied in the last five, six days, pretty much since we last recorded. I have not been paying attention to much of anything because you know what I've been doing? I've well, been remaking my entire website and making a blog because it's 2022, mm-hmm. almost 2023. Time to pivot to blog. And it's time, Maureen Johnson, to pivot back to blogs. That's my feeling. I mean, this might be partially predicated by the fact that Elon Musk has said he's going to up the Twitter character count from 260. Now, remember, it was originally 140, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it was bumped to, what's well, 280, actually, 280. Right? They so doubled it. So they doubled it. That was a while ago. But originally yeah. it was only 140, so you had right. to be really, really weensy. Now it's 280, uh, but he's going to lift that to 4,000. And that's <laughs> that's going to flow. That's going to be a lot that's of a, fun. We'll talk about him yeah. in a bit because um, I feel like uh, maybe the only service we can provide is paying all the attention to this Twitter stuff so other people don't have to. I don't want to. I know. It makes me depressed and sad every time I look at Twitter now. 
Well, which is why I was like, I'm going to make my I'm going to update my own website, which has been sort of a single page for a while. That's basically just like, this is what I do. We could work together. And uh, I also wanted to learn some new stuff. So in classic Dan Sinker fashion, I built it from the ground up (laughs) from from a blank browser. I'm, I'm just shaking my head but and do everything and then in typical dan sinker fashion Mm -hmm. late in the game i was like you know what i'm doing all this work maybe i should make a blog in here as well and so then i built a blog from the ground up not with wordpress or something smart but instead the hard way but it all works i launched it yesterday what's the hard way did you manually code it yes in what uh so it, with a uh, so part of it was I wanted to learn this tech stack. Here we go. Nerds <laughs> talk about things, which is basically a fancy way of saying it's HTML and CSS and JavaScript, but it's mm-hmm. all fancy versions of those things. So for nerdy people listening, it is 11T for static site generation. Tailwind for CSS stuff and Alpine JS for JavaScript, but yeah, it's all built from from nothing, mm-hmm. and it yeah. all works. It launched you know, yesterday. When I update a link in WordPress, I feel like I should walk out of my office to just hallways filled with people applauding me, and then at the very <laughs> end of my hallway in the kitchen is someone handing me a, a, an, a diploma from MIT. That's how I feel. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. And I, I accept flowers as I go. Oh, yes. I did update all the links. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, on the one page. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. In fact, I'm not doing that right now. Someone else is doing that for me because. There you go. Because you can do that. Don't so t- spend your time updating links. I don't. <sighs> anyway, it's fun. It was fun for me. And also, it was sort of one of those all consuming. I'm diving into this hole and I'm not coming out of this hole until it's done. So I did not pay attention to much of anything other than that. But it's a launch. I, 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 yesterday I was like, I think that I, there's nothing more I can do here. I'm going to make it live. You can go to dansinker.com slash blog and get to go to the blog. You can even subscribe to it and it'll email to you when new blog entries come up. My site is being updated by a wonderful person. Um, MaureenJohnsonBooks.com or also I think MaureenJohnson.com should also just go there because I think I finally got that and bought it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I helped you do that. That's right. I just bought that. So you can just go to MaureenJohnson.com. I got it from some the realtor dropped it and I snapped it up. I bought that. I better yeah, have bought it. It did it. Cool. MaureenJohnson.com. Yeah. Um, it should be up. I have a bunch more updates to do. Not her fault, mine. I'm getting her information as as I can. Um, Dan, I'm tired. I bet. And I feel bad about that because I don't have six kids. You know what I mean? Like, I work I from home and, you know, but you know what I'm saying. I, I yeah. I, I feel like Dick, Dan, Dick Van Dyke, is it Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins where he plays all the instruments and has like a drum on his head and is like, yeah. that's how I feel right now. This is, I believe, the 25th day of the HarperCollins strike. Yep. Um, and um, 
HarperCollins is on strike. My beloved editor is retiring. Her last day is like Friday. Oh, boy. Um, and the book's coming out two days after Christmas. And uh, on Sunday, we're going to England. Yeah. So we have to be 100% ready on this end. Yeah. So everything in this house and in general has to be Christmas ready. Right. By, I say by Saturday, but my beloved agent friend Kate is coming on Wednesday and we're having meetings on all Thursday and some of Friday. So really like somewhere in there, which means like everybody's present, everybody's like, or at least a path to it. Yeah. Because once we go to England, we are... Once we land, we go directly to Philadelphia. We do Christmas all over again. And then I come back and I'm home for one day and then tour starts. So everything has to be ready. And it's just like a lot of stuff. I didn't realize you were jumping right from Philly to tour. Pretty much. So we get picked up at the airport at midnight. We drive directly to Philly, hopefully asleep in the car. Then we start Christmas again. Yep. Then we're there until I think the third because that was the or the second or the third that was the only time we could get a ride so we come home on the third and then i fly to um san diego on the morning of the fourth man so there isn't a day in there because we couldn't get a ride home in time what could go wrong so i have to have every i'm that part just that san diego part is a one-off and then i'm home for four days okay or five days and then I do one off and then I'm home for a day and then I go on tour. So I, I'll home, be home for like these little tiny one or two day sequences in there to that try to put stuff away. Perfect. It's not ideal. Um, yeah. I'm very excited about it, but I'm also too tired to be excited about it. Right. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> hey, it's, Jinx. It's double holidays, a whole bunch of, you know, international travel. Yeah. And then um, immediately going into traveling around the country, which I'm again excited. I'm going to be seeing a lot of people I've really missed. So I'm excited about that. But it's also um, it's it's a little it's a little intense. And there's a lot of COVID around. Mm -hmm. I got my uh, I got my bivalent in this arm. the other Oh, yeah. And the flu in this arm. Oh, yeah. Got them both at once. Double shotting. I was like, it's not ideal. But we, we don't have time for it to be not. A, it's just get it in there. Yeah. Get it done. Get it in there. And I, I was done. a little sleepy. That was all. I had it done on Friday night. I thought I had no symptoms. Then sort of midday Saturday, I was like, oh, I don't feel so good. And I'm freezing. And I'm never freezing. But I was yeah. shaking with cold. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's the shot. That is. You know what cures everything, Nan? A hot toddy? Hot bath. Oh, there you go. Hot something. This time of year, Dan, where you're looking for Maureen, she's in the tub. <laughs> I take she's baths just soaking. For, I take baths for everything, Dan. And this time of year, winter, especially December, January, February, I'm in that tub every day. But that's too, good. Too tired? Get in the tub. A little bit sore? Get in the tub. Don't feel well? Get in the tub. Wakes you up, relaxes you, does whatever it needs. It's good for you, Dan. During just, COVID, we referred to it as the spa. So sure. we were like, we're going to the spa. <laughs> that was and like a big, you saved that for that part of the day where you're like, you needed something exciting to happen where you're like, well, I suppose I'm going to the spa. I like it. Yeah. 
You make it a little, it makes it a little special then. Oh, Dan, a I collect, fancy. I collect bath products. So, okay. Uh, salts, mm-hmm. bombs, mm-hmm. you know, every kind of little bath oils and put that shit in there, Dan. Yeah. Stir that up. Hop in there. Splish. Splish. Love it. Yeah. I love I've lived it. in the tub. When I was when I first got sick, Dan, I felt terrible all the time. Sometimes only baths were the only thing that got rid of the pain. So yeah. I bought a it's a bath bench for people that need to sit on something when they're in the shower or tub. Okay. So it's like a medical bath bench. And I rigged it up so that I could put my computer on it. Oh good. So I tried to write in there, but it was too high. Like it, it was Yeah, like, it seems it was like that would be a dinosaur little... arms. But uh I have tried many ways, Dan, to build bathtub desks. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'll get there. You can figure it out. That will not go well if the laptop were to fall in. It's not what we want, Dan, but sometimes it's what we get. Yeah. But like nowadays, phones are pretty waterproof, so you can... Oh, everything happens on the phone in there. It's yeah. a little... I'm spending too much time on the old phone there, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't okay. like it. I mean, does that mean specifically on Twitter or or just generally? Here? I think just generally. You know, now I'm fa- I'm doing a lot of Instagram stuff. I was giving a lot of books away. So every time I was in the bath, I'll be like, I'll go through all the people doing posts about Nine Liars and yeah. some of the book giveaways and, you know, just look at all the posts. And it's a lot of that. I order a lot of groceries in there. Sure. I'm like, well, this is just good time that I can get all the grocery shopping done. Yeah. But the thing is, Dan, instead of just soaking and enjoying it, I'm like, well, I can use this time. Well, yeah. But I will say, none of that feels like you're just frittering frittering away on a phone. It's not like you're playing oh, Candy yeah. Crush or something. I don't play games on the phone, but I do just look up. I'm like, there's got to be pictures of Linda McCartney in the world that I haven't seen yet. There aren't. <laughs> Side note, there aren't. You've seen them all. You'd be amazed how many pictures of Linda McCartney I've seen. She's so awesome. But um, I love her. Um, just like dumb stuff I look to look up, little things about bands. Like there might be a single fact out there about a band I like that I haven't absorbed yet. You know, that's okay. worrying to me. So I got to sure. obviously look that up. It's understandable. Um, you know, stuff like that. All makes sense. Yeah. It's Okay. You know, st- stupid, stupid Googles, Stoodles. Yeah. I do those in there. Stoodles. Stoodles. Yep. Well, I, I probably haven't Googled this random thing in a while. And then I find out that something's happened to that person. And then I got to look into everything on that, you know? Yeah, I know how that. it goes. A lot of that. So, all of this seems fine, Maureen. I don't think you need to f- make yourself feel bad about it. Look, Dan, I can make myself feel bad about whatever I want. I mean, that is well documented at this point, for sure. Says the man who just built a blog from scratch. I did. There's no pro- <laughs> Dan Seeker, the man who's like, well, I could just probably, I don't have a lot of time, but I could probably just build a whole entire thing. Dan, what's that? What's that you built out there? Was a robot? I built myself a robot. Robot. Yeah. It's okay. It was a good. I, so part of it was simply I wanted to learn these new things. And I've been fucking around with them for a while, but sometimes you just got to really dig in. You know, it's the overalls, Dan. I'm telling you, it's the overalls. It's the coveralls. It's my coveralls. Oh, sorry, era. coveralls. Yeah. yeah, it's not overalls. Sorry. I'm not out there working the fields. He's working the, you work in the, 
I'm working the look is what I'm working. I love it. Every day I wake up and I put on my coveralls and I go, I'm. Did you order more? I am. What? Do you have you ordered any more? No, not yet. So I have to do laundry a lot. I have some terrible news. My gritty shirt, my Four Seasons Total Landscapey shirt, yeah. it got a little um, bleach or like a color transfer in the wash and it got oh. messed up. Mine, my Four Seasons Total Landscaping shirt, the printing on it has. The printing's almost gone on Crumbled uh, but, quite a bit. But man, maybe One they'll best. make more. No, I don't think so. That moment, that the person that made those shirts rode that the perfect amount. They had them up for like a day or two. I think they gave a bunch of the money away. Yeah. They uh, sold a shit ton of shirts, and then they were like, we're done. Rode out like a thief in the night. And every time I wear that goddamn shirt to Philly, which I do every time, I usually sleep on it or leave it in or wear around the house, and the Trump-loving relative looks at it and goes, what does that say? Mm-hmm. Every time. Every single time, Dan. And I say says four seasons what's that about and i explain it as if it as if i i think that they just don't want to retain the information sure and so they've just rejected it each time and every time i explain it again yeah so but dan Hmm. got my hair cut last night oh that's nice yeah cut colored it looks good it's all ready it's all shiny I'm, i'm starting to get ready dan yeah Every day is a preparation step as well. Well, that's good. You're Tonight, TCBing. I'm getting a medical massage because what I have does, a little. What does that mean? It means like it's a little bit more to help with a with an issue, like a little oh, injury. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I'm like I gotta try to get myself fit and ready. Like I can't be try not to get sick. You know. Yep. Keep, keep the arms all working, but they make you fill out like seventy pages of intake forms. It's I'm true. like, it's let's let it's still a massage, you guys. Like you're helping me fix my arm, but like you and and the uh, my this little thing in my hip, like for stretching, but like you don't need to know. It's like, what's your favorite color? What is your feelings? Like, no, you don't what? No, not telling what is, you. What is your favorite color? It's probably green. Hmm. It's probably green. Probably though. Yeah, I like sure. a lot of colors. Okay. I'm a, I'm a happy person. I like that. I like a buttery yellow. That's a nice color. I have a hot pink office. Yep, you do. My office is fully hot pink. Well, no, it's partially petal pink and partially hot pink. I like it. With black and gray and mint green accent tones. Man, you're on it. Yeah, am I? Yeah, you are. Okay. You're very much on it. I would say having... Uh, done this with you for a while. Mm. You are in a very high stress moment that requires a great deal of planning and execution of that plan. And I think, Maureen, that your preoccupation with planners that took up a lot of this year Mm. has paid off. I only write down a little bit in those planners, but the... uh... But it, it is working. I spent this week alone, I think, $600 on postage. Yeah. Something like that. That's I've been, when you know you're doing something right. I mean, there's a lot further to go. There's a lot of stuff here to be sent out. But is that your this gift is, out, Dan? 
Aww. Yeah, your gift. Um, it's on the. Make sure I'm, the gifts have. To, some of these gifts have to be sent out in advance. So, making sure. Too many lists right now, Dan. Too many lists. But that's you've been training for this moment, Maureen. I this morning I did get up, but I just generally feel a little fatigued and jittery. Yeah. But I, and I'm always thinking about the various failures I've had in the last sure. couple of days. But I'm like, by and large, you're getting it done. Yeah. You're taking care of business. You have you had a moment earlier this year where I believe you had three planners going concurrently. Mm. I feel like 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 you're an Olympic swimmer that did all their training like swimming with weights. <laughs> and so now you're actually in it. You're weight free. You're down to one planner. You're able to make a plan and execute on that plan. You're able uh. to get it all together. By and large. Yeah. There's still a lot of stuff that's coming in. Sure. Like yesterday I was a failure in all senses. Like we I had that well. I had house cleaner in yesterday, Dan. Okay. I was like, I called, I was like, please can you come clean the house? Because I yeah. can't do that. Then yeah. I went to pay and my Venmo didn't work. Uh oh. So I was like, uh oh. So then I set up Zelle. And yep. then I went to the hairdresser as well. So I was like, well, I'll just quickly prepay the hairdresser as well. So I sent her her money. Then I went to send the cleaner her money with Zelle. And they were like, you can't. You're only allowed to send X amount on your first day oh, of setting shit. it up. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I kept back and forth with her. And so I ended up sending her part on one and part on the other because of the glitches. And so she got like 90 bizarre texts. And I felt super guilty. And then Dexy barked at someone and they gave me a dirty look. And then I felt guilty. And basically, I just walked around yesterday on the Maureen Johnson apology tour. Sorry for being alive. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I'm here. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I'm sorry. I really felt like a vortex yesterday, Dan. Yeah, but you still you did your house get clean. Yeah. Did your hair get cut? Yeah. Did your dog get walked? Yeah. So there you go. But I made you a kicked neighbor. ass. Yeah. I you might know. have made yourself feel bad throughout it, but you got it all done. Uh, it's a tight knit plan. This, uh, you know, it's fine. You're what making am I it even happen. What am I even talking about? We're just we're psyching you up, all of us. Everyone listening is thinking about how much you're gonna kick ass what if we just all took a nap for a day i would love that i'd be into that because you can nap <sighs> i mean we've this is well established at this point but i am a world-class napper i'm, I'm not I, a... I don't i don't brag about much you are good at it but i will fucking brag about napping yeah it's just not my thing oh, man. and i've started waking up during the night which is not something i normally do Oh, I do that all the time. I did that today. I woke up at 4 a.m. and that's when I was up. I did not go back to sleep. That's another reason why we don't have show notes today. Because I was like, uh, by the time I should actually be putting these notes together, I'm going to be a wreck. And it's true. I was. Can I confess one thing? Sure. I give myself something every single day. A high I, five? No, I play a game on at least one game on Board Game Central. That's fun. So not super long ones, but I, it's my kind of, you know, I do this every day. Yeah, that's good. That's not bad, is it? No, it's great. 
I love what uh, what game have you been playing lately? Well, I usually play Duel because that takes like ten minutes. Okay. And but I'll do Duel if I have like a quick break that I'm like ten minutes. You know, I can play yeah. a game of Duel. I play Splendor, which takes a little bit longer. Yep. Um, so the Splendor now takes about twenty. So I'm like, okay, I can have my twenty minutes of playing Splendor. Yeah. Which I usually lose. This morning I won for like the one of the first times ever. Is I have not played the online board games. Are you playing against other people or are you playing against the computer? Uh, other people. Okay. So you play against other people. I'm very good at duel. I don't know what duel is. Oh, duel is a spinoff of Seven Wonders. Ah, okay. It's I know two, Seven Wonders. It's the two-person version of Seven Wonders. Oh. It's great. Oh. That's another one that we fro- fro- frequently, it's about what I was about to say, brought on vacation. Oh, that's nice. It's a good game. I love Seven Wonders. Yeah, duel is great. Duel is wow. great. Splendor is a great game. Um... Uh, I play Azul sometimes. I'm also terrible at that on Board Game Central. Um, but those are basically the three that I rotate through. I always fucking lose Azul. I, I usually lose Splendor. But yep. I'm pretty good at Duel. All right. I need to check Duel out. I've seen it a few different times. Highly recommended, you guys. Highly recommended. We are. I really want to get into diplomacy, but you need seven people. Yeah, that's a lot. Hey, the, the large number board game things feel so aspirational at this point in my life. But the thing about diplomacy that really high Dex, that really uh, appeals to me is that it's thank you, Dexy, uh, is that it you actually sit and have kind of conspiratorial meetings. Right. So it's a game where you take breaks all the time and have meetings with other people. Someone's awake. Someone's awake. Sounds like it. This is what I refer to as the pooping hour, Dan. Um, pooping hour okay so Dexy has a very she Oscar walks her when he wakes up so she gets a walk around right before he goes to work so usually she's walked around 730 in the morning Mm -hmm. then she goes back to bed and then right around now say 1030 11 is the pooping hour okay when she suddenly realizes she wants to go out again and she comes to me and she goops around and she makes goober teeth and taps my taps my leg with her foot and barks and generally well, that should go well for the next 30 minutes of this podcast then she's gone back to bed okay because i kind of gave her the signal that we're not going out right now i will tell you speaking of games and speaking of fucking around on phones i have been playing a phone game maureen mm. which is not a thing that i normally do uh but i like nerdy card games mm. i like uh, Me too. i like your magic the gathering okay. especially and uh, and there's also a nerdy digital-only card game called Hearthstone. And a bunch of the people that made Hearthstone, which was a, it was a very good digital card game, uh, left the company and started making a new card game, which has such an embarrassing title that I almost am, am like kind of hide my face when I say it because it just sounds like a piece of shit mobile game because it is called Marvel Snap, and it is literally a Marvel IP'd card mm. game. But it is made by very, very good game designers. And it is a 
nerdy card game in that style, but it is designed to be like the gameplay lasts five, six minutes. They are very, very quick games. They are six round games and you play with these cards. It is an incredibly well built game and I have been playing it and it is a lot of fun. Even if every time I'm like, I cannot believe that I am playing like an IP branded mobile game, but it is fun. There is a another British television show panel show called Question Team. Yeah. Hosted by Richard Ayoade. Oh, really? They, they have three guests each week. And the premise of the show is that the three guests each design their own topic and mini game for the show. And then wow. they all play it. So there's and then there's a fourth that someone stands in for Richard Ayoade. And so there's these four mini games. And Nish Kumar was on one the other day. And his mini game was they all sat around this table full of like takeout wrappers and uh-huh. his game was takeout themed. And he pulled up for three rounds, three menus of real restaurants and you had with the prices blanked out and you, in each round you had a certain amount you had to spend and you couldn't go over, but you had to be within two pounds of or whatever. And you had to order stuff off the menu and get the right amount so wow. without, no, it was, I was like, I would play this for real all the time. For real? That's, a, he's like, this is a good format. And I was like, Nish, you are right. This is great. I would play the, because they got to the vegan one. And I was like, look, look at that, that nut green bowl. That is eight pounds, 95 if I've ever so seen. So it's like, it's like the price is right. Yeah. But menu ordering. Yes. Maureen, when I was a child and was latchkey kidding. Mm-hmm. In the summer, when I was not in school, I watched the fuck out of game shows, and The Price is Right was the best. Oh, yeah. I fucking loved that show. Oh, yeah. And there was a period of time where, like, eight or nine-year-old Dan could tell you, within sense, the, the going market rate for, like, a box of dish detergent, just simply from watching The Price is Right so much. Dan, can I tell you one of my happiest memories from grade school? Yes. When I think about this, I remember the absolute joy I am flooded with. Okay. So it was a long-term assignment. So I'm guessing we we had a, like, they they gave us like a month or something Uh or, or a couple, you know, it felt like 15 years, but it was probably two weeks. And the premise was (coughs) that we had a certain amount of money Mm-hmm. Say, you know, $500 or something, yeah. you know, $1,000. And we had to use catalogs and circulars. And it was sort of like we were completely survival planning or out in the woods. Like we had to like buy and budget for tents and a stove and like have a food budget and then cut the stuff out. Because, you know, there was no online. So it was like you actually had to cut all the things out of like the circular. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, I'm going to buy this rice on sale. And yeah. and then you filled it into a little book. It was like sheets of paper, which you like stapled <sighs> together or something. I was so into this, stand that I, I was bet. I was studying catalogs for prices. And I was like, well, you know, we're probably going to need some tools. And then uh, this camping stove looks good. But this, you know, camping stove might be better. And... Uh, I was just really pouring through circulars to kind of memorize the prices of like soups and vegetables. And 
Dexy, get out. Oh, sorry. She just found the toy. Okay, come here. Uh-oh. Yeah, I bought her a toy that this was supposed to be going in her Christmas stocking, but she just found it. So. Oh, no. That's all right. Dexy. There you, there you go, Dex. You can have the toy. There you go. Good girl. Oh, that's it. Good job. Okay, good job. She's very happy. Oh, she's run off with the toy. through the Christmas gifts. It was literally just sitting on top of the file cabinet, and I hadn't done a very good job. No good. So she's off. She's off with the toy. All right. Um, But this, God, it made me happy. I bet. Oh. The little one this year, we asked him to put a Christmas list together. And we had gotten a catalog in the mail, actual physical catalog made by a big box digital realtor, like a toy catalog. It's actually quite smart that they did this. And so we were like, well, why don't you look through this and see, find stuff you like. And, you know, and then I think at some point I mentioned when I was a kid, I would cut out pictures from like the Sears catalog and stick it onto a piece of paper for my folks. And so he was like, all right, I can do that. So he sat down, spent a couple of days, like cutting and gluing and everything. And then he's like, I'm done. And he hands it to us. And it is only the pictures of the toys. There is no words. There is no price. There is no nothing. So I'm like, shit. Now what? And you know what I figured out, Maureen? What? I used the freaking like search a photo feature in my phone. And literally would just take pictures of each thing. Yeah. And then was able to like reverse engineer his Christmas list. What does he want? I mean, if we're being honest here, Maureen, it was a pretty random grab. It was like, I have to do this. I'm enjoying doing this. But uh, he is currently heavily Pokemon obsessed and uh, also very obsessed with the Splatoon game for the Nintendo Switch, which he got uh, from the library. He got the chip for that and now wants the actual game for himself once he has to return it this weekend. Okay. Well, Dan, talking about gifts or, say, $44 billion purchases that, you know, you maybe didn't take care of, Mm -hmm. we do need to talk maybe a little bit about why you're building a bluff. Don't give me that face. It's fine. What about Trump news this week? Do we want to talk about that? I don't like literally I don't even know. I don't know what's happened. I know vaguely the Twitter stuff, but I have been so mm. checked out doing my own shit that I do not know. Was there Trump news this week? There was Trump news. Okay. I forget what it was. Well, perfect. Then let's skip that. It's beautiful. We can talk about Twitter. Yesterday, Dan, was not a good day for Twitter. No. Which is something you could say every day. Yes. Yesterday, Elon Musk woke up and decided to tweet, my pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci. Yeah. Real, that's a real twofer bottom feeder move. Mm. He's able to able to cater to two shitty constituencies at once. Throughout the day, he proceeded to really lean into an anti-vax mode. Oh yeah. Um, 
I didn't somehow I missed that he was an anti-vaxxer. Well, I think that the thing is, there's a lot of stuff that he has leaned into. He was always sort of a shitty COVID person. Tesla factories and stuff like that. He complained very loudly when they had to, you know, do social distancing and things like that. But he has now like the mask is off. Not that it was a very effective mask earlier, but at this point he has leaned fully into all of this shit. He, uh, there was a lot of that yesterday. Today he completely, um, just dismissed the Twitter kind of safety board. Yep. Um, which is a volunteer board that helps like ethics and safety. Um, yeah. they're, they're gone. That's gone. Yep. Um, the, but the weird move of saying he's going to move from 280 to 4,000 characters, that one really kind of brought a chuckle. I was like, <laughs> this one, if this site's going to, this site's going down, this is a funny way for it to happen. Like, that's funny to me. I I wish that the man just stuck with making incredibly boneheaded product decisions as his first few weeks hmm. it were. But as as he pivots hard into the hard right, as he engages every conspiracy theorist and invites them back and not only invites them back, but like actively speaks to them and speaks of their language, it gets, just gets harder and harder and harder for me to feel like I want to be spending any time there at all. Well, he also was called up on stage. He appeared on stage with Dave Chappelle. Right. The other night, which again, you know, there's somebody that's uh, also a shitty person. Yeah. And then he was basically booed off the stage. Yeah. Um, he, the audience, some people, uh, I'm going to pull up the, the tweet about it. Cause he erased his tweet about it. Uh, thank you, Dexy. Did you hear that clunk? That was her dropping her toy on my feet. Perfect. So he um, he gets booed and somebody who tweets, let's see here, I'm going to read it to you. James Yu tweets, was at the Dave Chappelle show at San Francisco night. Who comes on but Elon Musk? A good 80% of the stadium boos, 18K people, and he withers, like absolutely turns into a corn cob. What should I say? He says. Dave tries to salvage the situation, but to no avail. I, I have watched some of the footage. He truly does seem to wilt. But yeah. Then Elon Musk replies, technically, it was 90% cheers and 10% booze, yeah. except during quiet periods. But sure. still, that's a lot of booze, which is a first for me in real life, parentheses, frequently on Twitter. It's almost as if I've offended SF's unhinged leftists, but nah. Now, yeah. he was owned so bad for that that he eventually had to erase it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. But also, the, the dwindling number of Twitter employees were playing whack-a-mole with actual footage from the concert throughout the day, uh, you know, trying to wipe it out there is anyone still working at twitter of which there is 
an ever increasingly smaller number of people. Their job is so fucking hard right now because they are both trying to do macro changes to product, like suddenly adding 4,000 characters from 280 and things like that. Um, speaking of which, one of the people recently fired from Twitter was the engineer that made the switch and originally made the case to move to 280. So that person's out. But um, they have to do all the shit, and then they also have to do like very, very, very micro whack-a-mole on individual tweets and individual Twitters and shit like that. But they have been fucking so much stuff up. There is an excellent newsletter called The Platformer by Casey Newton, who used to write for The Verge and still does writing for The Verge, but is just amazingly good Silicon Valley news. And he has been on the Twitter beat like no other. The most amazing thing that happened to Twitter yesterday that didn't get as much attention was in Elon Musk's continued promise that he was going to, you know, shut down spam and bots, which has been his you know, kind of obsession from day one. Uh, they enacted a like sort of like scorched earth policy. And so I just need to read parts of this. So on Sunday, so this was on Sunday, Elon Musk tweeted a vague warning, quote, the bots are in for a surprise tomorrow. This is again from Casey Newton's platformer. He didn't say what the surprise was, but in the hours that followed, Twitter blocked traffic from roughly 30 mobile carriers around the world, effectively cutting off access to hundreds of thousands of accounts, primarily in the Asia Pacific region, including vast swaths of Russia, Indonesia, India, and Malaysia. The project was part of Elon Musk's attempt to rid Twitter of spam, but rather than work to remove individual offenders, the company identified mobile networks associated with large spam networks from receiving SMS messages from Twitter impacting people with two-factor authentication. Then it blocked traffic from those carriers completely. So in order to get rid of spam, they literally shut India and Russia off of Twitter. In Slack, a Twitter engineer shared an email from one telecom provider who said users were complaining that Twitter had stopped working. Quote, I expect more emails like this to hit our peering queue tomorrow, the employee said. We blocked a fair few huge carriers, so I would expect so. Anyway, they finally had to unblock all of those carriers because they fucking blocked entire countries from accessing Twitter. But yeah, it's just... You know, so they're doing that. And then also over the weekend, Musk asked Twitter employees to explain why a tweet about a crypto scam, a single tweet shared from an account impersonating him had not been identified as such by the company's systems. Right. So like they're doing massive things without thinking it through, like blocking entire carriers. And then they are also simultaneously doing tiny things like having to explain to him how a single tweet impersonating him got through. It is an impossible job. Oscar, who is a computer engineer, is said last night, he's like, I'm genuinely amazed that it's still running, that it's still operational. Yeah. He's like, I really thought that by now it would have actually just, you know, that the infrastructure would have fallen apart by now. Right. I guess there's just enough people in there just to keep it going for now. Well, and I think that it is a testament to a lot of the people that have been fired, that they built 
actually surprisingly resilient systems that are able to to hold up. But I have weird things. I'm not on Twitter a lot lately, but I have weird things like my mentions keep reverting back to November 7th, 2022. I don't know why. Then it will be random. Sometimes it will happen multiple times in a day. Other times it will be a few days. And then suddenly I'm back in November 7th. Or like today you DM'd me. Actually, you didn't DM me. All you did was respond with the fire emoji to a DM that I had sent you. And I got a notification about that five times. No no matter how many times I cleared it out, I would get another notification about it. So there are all sorts of weird little bits that seem to be falling off the plane as it's flying, but it is still in the air. It's, um, I just noticed that there, because now they've uh, updated their check mark. So if you hit your check mark, I have a blue check mark and mine says now this is a legacy verified account. It may or may not be notable. Okay. He wrote that. He said he wrote that text. The Twitter <laughs> blue has appeared in the sidebar. And there's something about the resolution on this that looks like I made it. Like it's sure. very poor quality. I don't know yeah. what's poor quality about it, but it is. Yeah. Like the graphics and the text look very, I don't know. There's something about it that just looks shitty, like the resolution. Um, Those are small things. But yeah, now they apparently dropped a new check this morning, a gold check. I don't know what that does. Right. That's, I think, uh, maybe brands or something like that. Yeah. Hayes pointed that out this morning. He's like, new check just dropped. So a friend of the show, Hayes. um, And... uh, yeah, basically it's changing every day and it's run by a sociopath. And yeah. it is interesting seeing what it it's it's grimly instructive about the nature of CEOs, rich people, entitled rich people CEOs yeah. who don't know what they're doing and just their desperate need to be loved, not for nothing. I'm also thinking about a very famous author who has espoused some um, really abhorrent hate, yeah. hateful views recently. And I feel like their flashback for not getting the universal love that they have gotten for so long and expect yeah. is what has kind of metastasized the hateful views. Right. Because the Definitely. hateful views were started in one place, and when there was pushback, it metastasized. Yeah. This person is so in need of being sanctified that they did something that on the surface sounds good, but so they opened up a, uh, you know, you all know who I'm talking about. She who will not be named. Yeah. She who has many lawyers. Yeah. Um, a crisis center for women completely privately funded great except trans women can't go in hmm nice now the history of privately funded charities that exclude certain people is is legion sure um but uh the need to be sanctified the need to be elon musk just wants someone to say he's funny right that's definitely true. He wants someone to like his jokes. Yeah. I think the difference between the the him and the other 
person with which you mentioned mm. is that if the primary way to criticize that person was to first purchase one of their books and criticize them inside their book, right? right? Like that's to me the, the, one of the big issues that I have right now is I don't like this person. I don't like how he's treated his employees. I don't like how he has created an environment that is deeply, deeply hurtful to a whole lot of people. Um, and yet the way that a person would engage is on the platform that he directly benefits from. But because he benefits from engagement, right? Like as long as he can continue to point that people are using this thing, that people are signing on, that people are engaging in debate, then he wins. You know, so it's it is hard for me to square that circle because I don't like the man. I don't like what he's done with this thing. I don't like the people that he is associating with, the ideas that he's espousing, the way that he is firing people indiscriminately. And then if they say anything against him, literally turning against him, the former trust and safety head of Twitter just had to flee his home because Elon Musk uh, incorrectly uh, made uh, made I'm trying to figure out how to word this right, made reference, incorrect references to former thesis that this person had written about sexuality, like youth sexuality and the internet, and made reference that perhaps this person is a pedophile. And now that person has had to flee their house. Like, I don't need to support those businesses. If that was happening at a bar in my town, I would not go to that bar, right? And, and, and yet, the way we have been wired for so long is we would actually go to that bar to complain about that bar. But I don't know that that's right to me anymore. Anyway, that's my feeling. He's a horrible man doing horrible things. I don't know that I can support the platform that he's on. And it's sad because I love that platform. I got to set up my Mastodon. Yeah, but you got to get a book out and you got to do that. I know, first. but I got I to gotta get my, before it all goes away. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that for sure. I mean, that's the other part of my thing is like, I want to build out as much as I can. Where I, I just can give still... you all my info and be like, Dad, you fix this. Yeah, I can fix it. Okay. You guys. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Next week. I'm going to be in England. What are we going to do? You're going to be in England. Oh, boy. So uh, our our release schedule might get a little rocky. We'll see. Yeah. We've got holidays and travel and tour and everything. So we'll figure it out. You'll hear from us. Yeah. It might get a little weird, but we'll yeah, figure it out. That's fine. We're here. Don't worry. Yeah. Did you know that in just like... Uh, two weeks, essentially. It's a whole nother year, Maureen. Stop your face. I, do, I, I don't want it to be true, but it's actually true. You know, don't shut your face because I'm feeling pretty optimistic about next year. Okay. I am. <laughs> I bet that somebody could put together a supercut of Says Who, where every year before the new year, there is Maureen Johnson saying, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about next year. If you do that, I'll send you a book. 
<laughs> because I am certain that there are at least six years worth of that statement. Absolutely. If you do that, I will absolutely send you a book. <laughs> but I do. But, okay. I feel like, I think maybe it's because I'm getting kind of so much done at the very, very, literally the end of the year in the last couple of days. Yeah. That I will be launching into the new year in a very real, like, launch. Like, yeah, patchouing. definitely. Yeah, you will have a book out. I feel like at I'm going to. Very, very start. I'm going to be shot out of a, of a trebuchet. Just totally. Like, boing. I will say for me, I have here in the latter half of 2022, latter third, latter quarter, whatever, uh, have had a feeling that I had at the end of 2019, which is this is the year, this coming year is the year that I get my shit together. Like that was January 2020. I was like, this year it's my fucking year. I am pulling pulling up everything that I've done. Watch out, world. And then, of course, the fucking, you know, pandemic hit. But I have felt like I've been laying similar groundwork and have similar feeling of like, I need to shake some shit up and I need to I need to move forward again. So I I will. I will with hesitancy because it didn't work for me the last time in 2020 say with some cautious optimism that I feel fairly good about 2023 as well. I have a good feeling about it, Dan. All right. I like it. That's you. That feeling has never gone wrong for you. I, I just have a good feeling. I love it. I love it. And on that note says who, is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where most every Sunday you get a whole nother bonus episode of this very podcast if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. And that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail. And hey, if you give it the $5 a month level, you get a sticker in the mail that is a says who sticker when you very first sign on for the $5 a month level. That's different than the sticker club at the $10 a month level where you get an amazing sticker in the mail every month. And so as a result, those $10 a month people, we know your address because you get a new thing from us every single month and you tend to keep it up to date. But if you are a $5 person, let me tell you that you might want to get your address up to date because there might, there might be a little gift heading your way soon. So update your address if you're a $5 person. If you're a $10 person, you've probably already done it because you get stickers a lot. But that's that. Patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that's H-E-Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook. Oh, I forgot to mention you can also follow us on Mastodon at says who at omfg.town. Yeah. We're over there. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Our Facebook group is moderated by Jana Stillard. There's also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. There are so many ways of being in touch, not only with us, but with other people that listen to this podcast that boy, what are you doing if you're not? I don't Come know. On. Come on. Get in there. Get in the pool. Just get in the pool. Spread the word. Subscribe, 
Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you can join us maybe next Wednesday, December 21st, for our very next episode. And from my chilly basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. From New York City! Wow. Did you like that? That was loud. I don't, I don't know. I saw a dead rat on the sidewalk yesterday. Sounds like New York. <laughs> that Eric Adams anti-rat policy is working. Look at that. Look. They're just corpses now. You shut your face. You shut your dumb face. I'm Maureen Johnson. And yes, I'm going to take you for a poop walk. This has been Says Who. Guess you're going for a poop walk. She's giving me the look. You want to see the look? I mean, nobody can see the look, but me. You can. Yeah, that's the look of a dog that wants to go poo. She's just standing there, just waiting for me. Yep. About well, to bark. I mean, all you got to do is say goodbye. Are you a good girl? Are you my friend? All right. Do you need to go poo-poos? <laughs> this is how we talk. Do you need to go poo-poos? You my good girl? Go take that dog to have a shit. Where's... How dare you? Dan, we are a polite household. We go for a poo-poo walk, don't we? It's a poo-poo walk. Yes, it's a good girl. This has been Says Poo. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) That was good.